Do you know what the secret is to keep a baby's skin healthy? The secret is a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. You've heard me talk about Pampers Swaddlers on our podcast many, many times now, and that's because Pampers Swaddlers is the diaper for healthy baby skin. Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better than the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. And if you're a fan of Pampers, you've got to check out their new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes, which clean better than Huggies Natural Care and are five times stronger, so they resist tearing during a diaper change. With Free and Gentle, mess meets its match. And if you're like me and you love saving and getting rewarded for something you gotta buy anyway, like diapers, don't forget to download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. You can redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers free and gentle wipes for healthy baby skin. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Welcome to ABG, Asian Boss Girl, a podcast for the modern-day Asian-American woman. My name is Helen. I'm Janet. And it's Mel. Welcome back to the podcast. In episode 35, we talked about the New York Times article, their 36 questions to fall in love. And those questions, well, they were kind of safe. Today, we're going to kick it up a notch and go deeper. Deeper. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> so if you guys haven't listened to episode 35, we would recommend you guys to go back and take a listen. For those of you that have, let's continue on. We are looking at set two from the New York Times article. Should I just start? Yeah. Yeah. All right. If a crystal ball could tell you the truth about yourself, your life, the future, or anything else, what would you want to know? Honestly, I feel like a very generic answer is that you don't want to know because then... Mm-hmm. It's like you don't want the picture of your future to dictate your decisions that you're going to make today. Yeah. Like self-fulfilling prophecy. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. if you know that you're going to be this person or like you want to try and get out of like I see myself homeless. I'm like, how do I get out of that? Like yeah. I, can't, oh, I need to like, you know. Fear of, like, yeah. And then all I'm going to be is like money hungry or power hungry mm. or whatever it is to make sure I'm not that ending up like that. Mm-hmm. I think I just want to know. <laughs> This goes back to my very morbid thought of if I'm going to be alive later on in the future. It's like, I kind of want a glimpse of just like, what I look like. Like, how's my skin going to change? Like, <laughs> how am I going to wrinkle? What am I going to look like as an old lady? Yeah. But like, that's probably the extent of it. But how about you, Mel? I would probably keep the question a little bit more broad. Like, maybe one question would be like, am I going to be happy? But then if you find out that you're not, then what are you going to do? It is weird. I don't think that's going to happen, though. I think overall... So you already I'm, know. You're like, I kind of, know yeah. I'm going to be happy. Or like, I don't want to ask who am I going to get married to. I'm going to yeah. ask, will I be married and will I have children? Yeah. You want just like a very broad, not broad. specific. Yeah. Because yeah. in that way, it's like, okay, yes or no. That's true. Then it's like, okay, if she said yes to both, I'm like, okay, I don't know how many. Yeah. I don't know what kind of husband I'll have, like whatever, or when I'll get married, but I know I'll, in the end I'll be there. I mm. think that's in line with what you were saying earlier about like, you just feel like you're not right now doing anything to sort of like build those types of relationships and that's i guess somewhat of a concern mm-hmm. in your mind like is that actually going to happen so yeah, yeah, like a reassurance type of thing reassurance peace of mind yeah. yeah how are you janet i would want to know their perspective on what my greatest personal strength is and like what will be my greatest legacy i don't yeah like in the line of not being too specific mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. broad enough where it can be more inspiring Mm. Right. I'm a person that believes in the duality of like that there is like a predestination, but that you also have like free will. Mm-hmm. So it's a combination, right? I don't want someone to tell me about my future. And then it's like the thing, would you then like try to fix it? Yeah, or would yeah. you then actually make it happen? Mm-hmm. So just a little bit of guidance, but uh, more for inspiration. I see. Mm-hmm. More of like a, I know that I'm going to be this. And like, so I can be it. So I can yeah, start taking yeah. those steps yeah. and being a little bit more confident in every step that I take yeah. towards it. I like how Jenna says, 
Can you please tell me my greatest strength? And then you know, like, a good positive, strong thing about you that's specific, yeah, and you can yeah. use that to your own benefit. Yeah. Like, here's your power. Harness it in the way you think you should. I do think that even though we're in our 30s or reaching our 30s, it's like, we should be in a place where we're so much more confident in our abilities and what we can do and what we're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. But I think for all three of us, it's kind of just like, we have a sense, but mm-hmm. we don't know yeah. like mm-hmm. that could totally change in yep. the future so just having a little bit more of like reassurance that yes. what we're doing right now is the right steps yeah, like, for are us, you in somewhat of a right yeah even if you talk to people who are like much older 50s i think there's this like expectation or illusion that being an adult means that you know exactly who mm-hmm. you are and right. what exactly you want and i think it's just human to never 100 percent know mm-hmm. yeah no, and to always saying, yeah i think i was listening to like an npr podcast with guy guy ross guy ross mm-hmm. and he was there he had a guest that said like it wasn't until the age of like 60 that I knew mm. what I was supposed to be doing. Oh, wow. Like, I know why I'm here. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But, like, my purpose of life is got a long way to go, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next question Is there something that you've dreamed of doing for a long time? Why haven't you done it? I would love to organize all of my photos on my phone and start a blog post <laughs> with them. <laughs> oh, yeah, you talked about that. Yeah, yeah. I would love to run a marathon. Why haven't I done it? Time. <laughs> <laughs> I think also I want to write a story or like, I don't know if it's a book, maybe it's a book that I can call mine also. Mm. And that's something that I think is much more long term. I haven't started it, but I think that's always something that I've wanted to do. What kind of book? Like an autobiography or? No, just like a story, just a story that I've imagined for my own mind Mm. that, yeah, I've taken influence from like other things, but it's something that I've completely just created by myself that Mm. other people can resonate with. Mm. I think for me, I've thought more seriously about getting a couple of tattoos or like one or more tattoos, but I haven't done it because like, I don't know, there's something about the permanence that does kind Mm -hmm. of scare me a little bit. This Mm -hmm. probably ties in psychologically to like commitment issues or something. (laughs) (laughs) What would you want to get? So... Oh, what is the... Fr- oh, shit. The fact that I don't remember. <laughs> you really want this? Yeah. No, right? <laughs> this is the one thing you uh, want? <laughs> so the phrase, the phrase, uh, this too shall pass. Mm. I don't know why that's been kind of yeah. resonating. I like it. Also, it nice. positive change. I don't know why this is... Like, when I was going through a lot of, I guess, life changes in my 20s, the, like, a positive symbol, and then, you know, delta in math is, like, it means change. Like, the symbol, and it means... Delta means change. Delta, delta. in Mac. Uh, in oh, Mac? in math, mathematics. Oh, in math. The symbol yeah, yeah. of a delta um, or whatever from it's it's change. So like positive Ooh. change was something that I played around with a lot, but I just I couldn't quite settle on like the proper representation. Yeah. Whether yeah. So you want a triangle on your body? Yeah. <laughs> a po- a plus sign and a triangle. I also Ooh. thought about po- a plus sign and negative, like positive and negative and balance, oh. and oh. doing like a positive on one side of your body and that a negative sounds cool. on another. Whoa. Or also like It'd a be like a magnet. <laughs> or or doing something on the bottom <laughs> of your negative. foot because your foot represents what you what you stand on. Oh. So like a statement or something that is like of that. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I saw recently? Chrissy Teigen and John Legend. <gasps> Did you see their tattoo? They have tattoo? So cute. Oh, it says, um, so Chrissy says John, Miles, and Luna. And oh. then John says Chrissy, Miles, and Luna. Wow. Isn't that cute? And it's like written in a way where it's like that very um, small writing that's kind of stretched out. Mm. So it seems like it's just a line, but then you can, oh. you can oh, read yeah. it. It's actual words. Yeah. Oh. Super aesthetic. And I feel like you would you would like that a lot, yeah. actually. That's really cute. What about you, Miss Melody? The thing that pops into my head is to do a K-pop video. We know, we know. <laughs> I, know. I feel like I'm getting older, and like the K-pop scene is getting younger. Oh. But like, I did grow up watching this. It's a way to let loose and have fun with your friends and not taking it too seriously. This is your year, Mel. We'll do it this year. We'll do it. Okay. Yeah. And it doesn't even have to be something like really thought out. Just like 
here's a dance cover or something. That is something I dreamed about doing. Haven't done it because, well, we haven't had time to like learn a dance or like find out what a song or whatever to do. That's the only thing that comes to my mind. I've been, yeah, you I have really want to do this. I know. <laughs> we thought it was just like a fun side thing, but like the one it's thing you want to life. accomplish yeah. in life right now. Okay. Another thing I've been thinking about lately, this could be just a millennial me or just I've been really lazy. I wish I could just quit my job and like mm. not not because i don't like my job but just in general like and just travel yeah for a mm. year or like just travel because i remember when i graduated college a lot of my friends are going taking a year off i'm like why you gotta get a job you know get your foot out in the door yeah i did travel for some for my jobs before but just take a year off to not think about anything mm-hmm. and have no stress and just literally explore and get to know people and like get lost in a city it just sounds really amazing i would say that it is amazing but there's so many things that come with it that you don't think about it's always so like fantastical when you see like instagram stories of people traveling and just relaxing all the time at the same time the other side of it is like what am i doing with my life like what what is the purpose of this maybe like a month to do it yeah you know like a time nowadays especially with like the all these companies doing like flexible work arrangements and you know a lot of people are doing retirement as it should be done more temporarily and more spaced out throughout life rather mm. than just waiting for yeah. you know the end of your life, life. pretty much to then yeah. then retire and do that stuff and travel yeah. doing like multiple sabbaticals essentially yeah. just Ugh. chunks of time that you take off that's and then come back to work or even yeah. like just weekends taking an extra mm-hmm. friday off yeah but for me i want to leave mm-hmm. a month because yeah. i think mm-hmm. weekends like the thought is oh shit monday's coming like i gotta yeah. do it work right yeah it's I don't not so much about, about rest it's about changing your environment and really shifting right. the mindset yeah like for me it's more like just not to worry about something Mm. you know what i mean and here we are in dana point right now in this beautiful hotel this is a destination spot we're here mel (laughs) your dream come true hello (laughs) okay so the next question is what is the greatest accomplishment of your life that shit is Mm. deep i kind of wrote one down when we're like i was like thinking about this i don't know if it's more of a greatest accomplishment in my life it's more like a moment i felt so like my dreams came true Mm-hmm. The one I put down was when I got the Wang Fu internship yeah. when I was 23 or 22. That's huge, yeah. When you're young, you dream. You dream big. And you mm-hmm. think that your dream is the only dream in your mind at that moment, right? Because I think as you get older, once you get the dream, you're like, now what's next? But when you're younger, there's no sense of what's next. Mm-hmm. You just have this one thing you want. And I remember it being a channel that I grew up watching and looking up to and kind of idolizing and getting that moment when someone says, you have the internship, you got it. Yeah. I remember like walking into the office and being so, oh my God, I saw this on, on the video. Or I, I saw this and here's like Phil and West and like all these things. I just kind of felt like this is so surreal. Like this is how it feels like when someone someone's dreams come true. Mm-hmm. And it's just like that moment, I can't replicate that. Yeah, that doesn't happen every day. It doesn't. And I don't think it happens a lot in your lifetime. And so that's a moment I'll always remember as something like accomplishment that I've always wanted to get. Mm, And so I think as we continue to grow and do other things in our life, I'm really thankful for all the other accomplishments that are coming. But there's something so pure and innocent about that moment Mm -hmm. that I always remember. I like that. When I think back, one of the biggest moments is probably knowing that I had like a bigger purpose than the comforts of my home and my family and like close friends provided for me back in Boston to be able to take that step to just like leave home Mm -hmm. to me that didn't seem like a big deal before but Mm -hmm. then a lot of people were like how did you do that like that's crazy that you just moved cross country and you like didn't really know anyone else in California but there was always a part of me that knew that I wanted to do more than what it was just too comfortable Mm -hmm. so I need to get out of there I would say that's one and I think secondly just in terms of like career and job wise Mm -hmm. sometimes I think about like how I just am able to pay for myself yeah and that's such a good feeling to have especially when growing up in very just like modest accommodations and going through like a public school system not really having anyone to help out Mm -hmm. to be able to like 
drive like a convertible now and it's like i can pay for that for myself Mm -hmm. i think that to me is sure it's like monetary but at the same time i think it serves as self-sufficient yeah Yeah, you did something right yeah an amazing thing Yeah. yeah how about you janet I would say the state of my relationships with like my family relationships and close friendships, I actually feel like are really significant accomplishments. And to the point about like kind of realizing what is your purpose in life, Mm. knowing that maybe for me, like one of my greatest legacies might be however I touch the lives of those who are closest to me, Mm -hmm. I guess. I guess the the thing that, what is the the exact, what is your greatest accomplishment in your life? I think it would be the relationships that I have. Mm. And then maybe as a secondary thing, because we're all kind of doing secondary (laughs) Out of college, going to, having an interest and then pursuing it, going to Kenya and then moving to New York City. Those are two things in my life that I felt like I really like kind of jumped off a cliff. Yeah. <laughs> I feel proud that I tried those things or yeah. that I took action, I mm-hmm. guess. You didn't crash, you flew. Yeah. I, actually, your one... I feel like I did crash. Okay, but, never the mind. Thing, but what I what I tell people I think is like there's an amazing freedom in feeling like you failed. Right. There's because there's no actual definition of failure. It's always your own personal interpretation. That's Mm -hmm. true. And so when I feel like I have really failed multiple times in my life, but having done that and come out the other side, it makes you actually gain a greater sense of self confidence. Mm -hmm. That's actually something that I try to think about. Anytime I feel like I'm failing, it's like, this is good. Helen, this is good. Like, (laughs) you're like sweating, your armpits are wet right now. Like, you're about to cry. You're like literally about to break down right now, but this is good for you. Yeah. (laughs) It's like what you said, the tattoo, this too shall pass. I think Mm. about that actually all the time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Nothing is permanent. Yeah. That's true. The nothing is permanent thing. Yeah. You ladies are very accomplished peoples, and I'm very proud to be your friends. Thanks. Thank you. You are too. Yes. I think I love I know. y'all a little bit more now. I feel like oh, yeah, it's working. It's, it's working. working. <laughs> I heard it's twerking. It's twerking. <laughs> it's twerking and working. All right, ladies. Number 17. I skipped number 16. What do you value most in a friendship? We say that in like a friendship episode. If you would like to know, refer to our <laughs> friendship <laughs> episode. All right. What is your most treasured memory? Oh, there's like so many. I know, right? <laughs> I wrote three. The first one I wrote is the Asia trip I went on with Helen and a couple of friends back in 2016. Hey. I think it's, it felt like camp because it was three of my different friend groups coming together and then everyone just got along so well. It felt like we were running around just having a blast and like everyone was on the same page. Everyone like was feeling the hype of the trip and exploring new countries together was like, that's probably my best trip, like hands down. Yeah. Same here, Mel. That's a very, very good memory. Was, and I think it's like, we always think about like, can we repeat that? We can't because like it was everyone's first time meeting each other. And, like, we were all in different spaces in our lives that it just happened to work out. That trip was, like, unbelievable. I did vlog it. It's on my... I actually have a YouTube channel that I vlogged. If you like to reference the trip. Uh, yeah. Mel, what's your What's your handle, Mel? I don't even know my handle. Oh, man. <laughs> like, Melody chang or something you just look it up i don't know <laughs> the second thing is when my brother got into ucla oh yeah that was like a really special moment because my brother texted me first that he got in and ucla was his dream school he got into berkeley like he's a smart kid my little brother good humble kid and he got into ucla and i was like oh my god he called me and i was like let's call mom i want to be there when mom finds out oh. and so we called my mom and when he told my mom she like freaked out so that was like a precious moment because yeah. like it's like my little brother, it's his dream school. And all three of us were there in that moment. So that was really special. The last thing I put down was our New York meetup. Wow, these are all... Dang, Mel, I'm in two of your three most treasured memories. <laughs> I guess you're a treasure. <laughs> you're a gem. LA was great, don't get me wrong. But New York, since it's our first, 
it was just like very a new and surreal feeling because yeah. we had no idea what to expect yeah. and the fact that literally just us three together experiencing this we, nothing was really planned and to see women come together to want to have a conversation with us and like the biggest takeaway was that we felt we were building community we felt that like they were getting along with each other was like oh my gosh like what's going on this feels like incredible and like yeah. i think to feel like people resonate with what we're saying it meant a lot to us Mm. those are my my little threes how about uh, you guys I, I would say those two also mm-hmm. the two that you mentioned one is your brother getting to use <laughs> <laughs> that was a great moment yeah. for that one. <laughs> great moment for me too treasured memory yeah for sure Asia trip is just like yeah timing for sure mm-hmm. timing of we were in our like late 20s or I was in my late 20s yeah. and we were all like single and we were just like it's such a blast it was a great time definitely travel with friends when you're younger I guess before mm. kids if you can when you can another memory that I thought of was like I played volleyball in high school and I think we were going for like state champions and it was my team which is like mostly asian girls that were like short and just like kind of scrappy and we're playing against the school called brookline high school tall ass girls like a lot of non-asians it's just we like showed up and the gym was like packed with people so loud that we couldn't even hear each other in our huddles so it was like a really intense game and we're like okay we're definitely not gonna win came out winning that game best game of our lives and it was just like that moment of being the underdogs and defeating mm. this like big ass team mm-hmm. because we're able to pick up all of their hard hits because they were little and scrappy it was just like oh, that sounds such really a cool. great moment yeah. yeah like literally we couldn't hear each other because everyone was screaming and cheering so loud oh, such a good moment that sounds wow <laughs> high school i definitely peaked and then <laughs> <laughs> And then another one that I just remember is like just when my boyfriend came to visit me in Europe and we were traveling all around Spain, just like not having a care in the world other than just to explore and see things. And I feel like we're also very aligned with like things that we're interested in. So when we were in, I think it was Valencia, we landed upon this like science museum place, but the outside of it, the architecture was so beautiful that we literally spent the whole afternoon just like riding our bikes around it and like staring at everything. That sounds amazing. And that was maybe, yeah, that was a very treasured memory. Marie too. Oh, one last one. When my sister had her baby. Oh, of course. Oh Which my one? Gosh. Uh, the first one. Oh. But I wasn't there for the second one, oh, yeah, but right, the first right. one, like seeing all that happen mm-hmm. and then just seeing the family come together. Very cool moment. How about you, Janet? Oh, I guess if we're all doing multiples. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Mel, Mel started it. <laughs> Sorry, I, I, I talked about it really quickly, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I mean, I think Molly mentioning the New York mm-hmm. meetup, I do think in terms of the world of the podcast, that was an incredibly meaningful mm-hmm. memory for me. I just remember you physically feel like touched and, yeah. okay, that sounded dirty. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but yeah, but yeah, they are touching us, like hugging. Yeah. And, hugging and like, But yeah, yeah it was very Janet's like, all action, to, I'm getting it. <laughs> it, was, it was great action. I'll take that. It was <laughs> <laughs> any day. That was a treasured memory. Also, this year, when you guys surprised me for my birthday, that was like a really, like, walking into that restaurant and seeing everyone was really, really moving. So I, that's, yeah, that was, Aww. that's a treasure. And then third, I will throw it way back. I don't know why I randomly was trying to think about mm-hmm. memories I've had with my family. When I was in grade school, my mom, my sister, and my dad and I would go up from Orange County to like the LA area almost every weekend to have like dinner with their families. So that was a lot of hours spent in the car together. Mm. And we would go through like so many different like tapes of Chinese songs. And we learned mm. like, I think I was in Chinese school for like a little bit. And we learned like head, shoulders, knees, and toes, oh. or like different songs. Just those, all of those hours spent in a car in a small space with my family and all the different conversations and games we would play. Like that's just something that flashed in. Yeah, that's very, as a treasure. Being in a car is a very memorable memory for me yeah, too with my family. Yeah. 
So the next question is, what is your most terrible memory? That is a hard one. That is one. harsh. Yeah. I have mine. My most terrible memory was when I was in community college and I found out my grandma had cancer. It was terminal cancer. It was really tough because like my grandma was someone that like, I think just being old, you always think something is like wrong or like, oh, oh, my stomach hurts or something happens. And like my grandma and my grandpa are the type of people who always say something's wrong or my grandma was, she's like, I'm going to die, blah, blah, blah. And me and my mom were like, you always say that. We still love her, of course. So she went to the hospital and then, because usually when she goes to the hospital, like the doctor would give her a pill and it'll be fine. But this time we found out, because I remember my mom distinctly that it happened and she came out of her room and mom started crying. She's like, grandma has pancreatic cancer and she's stage three. Mm. And I remember all of us were like, what is going on? I think I was like, 20 when I found out I didn't believe it because I think cancer is something that it's really sad and unfortunate people around you affected by it but when you are directly hit by it it's really tough oh man it was really hard because I think everyone in my family knows like my grandma like my most loved person in my life like I'm the firstborn in my family and like I everyone knew I was like her favorite mm-hmm. and I and like like, I was her favorite, and, like, she was my favorite family member. The moment that was really hard was when she was in the hospital, and I haven't I haven't talked to her since we found out she had cancer. And I remember, like, my stepdad was on the phone with her saying, like, are you okay? And he, like, he, like, motioned to hand over the phone to me, and I was like, no, don't give me the phone, because I knew I was going to break down. And, like, my grandma's the type that I don't like to cry in front of. Yeah. And she's not the type to cry either. And I knew in Taiwan when she was in the hospital, like all her sisters were there. And so my stepdad handed me the phone. And when I got the phone, I just started like crying because like I didn't know how to react. And then on the other end, like my grandma just started crying. And it was like really tough for me because she's like, my grandma's a really hard person. Like she's not the type to um, break down. And so I was just so, so sad in that moment. And then um, she was just crying. She's like, don't, don't do this. Like, I want to cry too. Like, don't make yeah. this hard on both of us. And I was like, I'm so sorry. And um, yeah, that, like, that initial moment of finding out and talking to her about it was really tough. Yeah. Fuck, I didn't expect to cry. Aww. Like, ugh. But um, it, it was hard because I think love is a really hard word for me because like, mm. I don't know how to place it sometimes, but I could say like, I truly, like I loved my grandma. Yeah. She's like one of the best people in my life. And so I think that moment was really hard. But then when she went through her treatment for cancer, like we all went back to Taiwan. It was okay. We made the experience more positive for her because we didn't want her to be sad. So like yeah. me and my grandma, my mom would like make jokes and like mm-hmm. joke around with her in the hospital. So like, I think that was fine. But that moment was like extremely tough for me to handle. Like that phone call. Yeah. yeah. Fuck. Okay. That was my Oof. terrible memory. Sorry, guys. I didn't mean to cry. No, no. Don't know. I, haven't, I feel like I haven't talked about this in a very long yeah. time. Yeah. It's been like a, I think almost like eight years since she's passed. These that, are memories that, that you, it's a treasured memory because you yeah. think about it's something that is very important in your life but it's also it's very triggering too because it yeah. brings you back to that and place. it's yeah. it's crazy because like i didn't expect to have this moment right now it really just brings me back to the exact moment yeah. and like the reason people see me wearing my jade bracelet it's not because like i'm trying to brace my asianness and like it's like a cool accessory it's like the bracelet i wear every single day is my grandma's jade bracelet mm-hmm. and i've been wearing ever since i found out she had cancer so like, i keep that really close to my heart yeah. so like that's part of me now mm-hmm. so yeah. that was my terrible memory God, I feel like this is going to be a little cry fest now. Fuck. <laughs> hell in no. your turn. <laughs> Thanks for sharing that. I don't, yeah, sorry. I didn't mean to go so deep. No. no don't apologize. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. Man. Oh, God. Oh, I'm sorry. I feel bad. No, don't. You should not Why feel do bad. you feel bad? Yeah, yeah. I actually find that incredibly admirable that you're you're opening up about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just really unexpected. 
damn, this episode is so so many unexpected things. All right, your turn. Thanks for listening. Of course. You guys scared to talk now? Yeah. <laughs> you guys don't have to make it serious. I think it's just like, I yeah, you guys literally like this moment, like you, I feel like I was like brought back. Yeah. No, that's. Yeah. I have one moment that uh, for sure is not as, I had something kind of similar with like my grandpa. Yeah. But, uh, but I'll pick another one. There <laughs> Dying grandparents are, no, are but the I worst. Think but that's the thing. It's, I don't know about you guys, but like my sensitive topics are with old people. Yeah. It makes me feel really sad. Just everything about yeah. it is just like the life that they lived and what they've mm-hmm. been able to provide for like your parents. And then like they saw mm-hmm. you come out of your parents. Like they have so much insight and knowledge. And it's just like when old people are like ready to go, it's just like, yeah. dang, that's a whole lot of memories in your head. That's, yeah. you know. Yeah. I don't know about your family, but for example, like, my mom and my grandma's relation was different but I feel like grandparents do their grandchildren they're so loving yeah, like yeah, but yeah. your grandparents are so loving yeah, to you yeah. and whatnot there's so much like deeperness to that mm-hmm. and a different type of dynamic where you just fall more in love with your grandparents yeah. sometimes mm-hmm. they're the ones not disciplining you they're the ones loving you with everything you know right, yeah. if you want to talk about your story you're more than welcome to. I'll talk about it a different one. One moment I remember from middle school I was a, not a good kid at all like I would actually skip school it comes with like the environment too so we grew up in the city of boston so Mm -hmm. a lot of public schools that are really not great like teachers wouldn't be teaching Mm -hmm. and they would just make us like file in a straight line and try to be like discipline us but like what is the purpose of that like we're not Mm -hmm. learning anything and we did that because there were a lot of kids that would just act out Mm -hmm. right so it's like they're just forcing us to learn how to be disciplined in any case i think i hung out with a lot of bad kids then so it was environment it was friends and i would skip school i would this is so stupid but i would like go to the back of my school there was like a little forest there my friends and i would go back there and we would find dry leaves roll it up and smoke it <laughs> what i know isn't that the Wait, stupidest how did you guys thing? make fire or like we would have like matches or something so you smoke oh, yeah. leaves like what does that yeah mean? i don't know okay <laughs> Like, we thought it was cool. Yeah, yeah. And then got caught many times, like, stealing. And it'd be, like, kind of, like, little things just from, like, Walmart or CVS or whatever it is, stealing, like, gum or magazines or, you know. And, like, my parents would have to come and get me from there. So I was not a good kid. And my sister, she was a good kid. First child, too. I think she was, like, looking after her turbulent younger sister. And she's always just like, what the hell's wrong with you, Helen? Like, Mm -hmm. just, what are you doing? Like, that's so dumb. And then there was this one moment where I was passing by the kitchen and the kitchen door was like a little bit peeped open Mm -hmm. and i saw my mom just like so in in our kitchen we have three like buddhas or uh, not buddhas but like three figurines figurines like godly kind of figurines we're not religious but it's there and she was like praying to the figurines and i heard her say out loud too and she was crying her face was like super red and she was just like praying for a better daughter and i was like holy shit like that moment that i saw I think literally changed my life. Mm. Literally changed my For life. your mom? Mm-hmm. A lot of my friends from that middle school have kids now. One is, like, not alive. Like, yeah. growing up in that kind of space, it's actually very difficult, I think, for kids who don't have the resources to help them out of it either. Mm. So I think that moment literally changed my life. It was the most terrible moment, but also the best moment that could have happened for me. Mm. And then after that, I just closed the door and I walked away. I don't think she ever knew that that literally changed my life. But, yeah. Dang. Ooh. Oh. Dang it, why am I crying? See, like, you don't expect it. Happens. I think it's just, like, their moment. Like, so is your mom praying to the Buddha, right? Yeah. When you see someone, like, your parent that you look up to and you want to, like, that as kids, we kind of do, we don't mean to cause them pain, right. but you yeah. see them kind of suffering. Right. Like, please, yeah. just give me something. Yeah. yeah, and it's, like, to replace you almost, right? Like, mm. why, why am I such a bad person that she has to pray for someone 
better can yeah. you even imagine having a daughter yeah and like you've done so much to get her to where she is now and try as much as you can to get her to a good school and you can't do it sometimes and it's just like you're not able to give enough to her yeah so that's what i saw and that's when i was like holy shit yeah <laughs> like i need to turn my life around I think Ugh. Wow, no. what were you? i was in middle school i was like in eighth grade I feel like when you talk about your parents, like, I feel like the way you talk about them, like, I haven't talked to them, like, face-to-face, but I could just imagine the work they, like, they work so fucking hard, you know what I mean? And they could tell, yeah. like, even when your parents immigrated here, like, the time they spent apart to, like, get, to start a life for mm-hmm. your, for a family. So I could imagine, like, why you felt so, like, oh my god, like, yeah. what, what's going on? God. I'm, like, dreading the time, the day I have kids, because yeah. they're, I mean, kids act out, and they don't, yeah. they don't appreciate anything right that's given to them at that point so and that's when you show them this episode yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know what mom went through yeah. uh sorry ladies no i'm like also so not nice. a good crier so my voice yeah. cracks up no, so this is not good for a podcast that was a really good yeah uh, that's super yeah fight my way through that right. sorry janet you're the last no, one all right, janet, i was trying to blank i think okay one thing that did kind of pop into my head is I think we all have siblings right Mm -hmm. and so my sister and I are close now but we are we're only like two and a half years apart in age so there were lots of periods when we were growing up where we fought really really badly Mm -hmm. I have one particular memory where because sometimes we would get physical and she's younger than me and I'm the older Mm -hmm. older sister and I remember one time that I got so angry at her that we had it was like a small Fisher Price plastic chair but I threw the chair at her Mm. I remember feeling like, oh shit. Like yeah. it was an, it was a moment where like my I was not in control of my anger mm. that I harmed someone else. That was something that was like a a terrible memory, I guess, for me. And Help. then kind of as a second there was a time where we were at my grandma's house and I was sitting on a stool and the bottom it was those like steel stools and the bottom had is supposed to have a rubber cap and the rubber cap had fallen off or whatever so it was like a steel tube essentially and my sister was behind me and I didn't know and I backed up the chair and her toe got caught underneath it oh, mm-hmm. shit. and because she was in such pain her face just like she started crying but we know no one knew what was happening so i was like, still sitting on the stool and i'm like i don't know oh. what's happening so it's like delayed a couple of seconds yeah. and then we looked down and i realized that like i had like stubbed her toe with the steel thing but it had like gotten like it was like bleeding <laughs> oh my so, god yeah but it's like i have terrible memories where if i cause incredible pain to someone without mm. yeah and especially it's like your younger sister someone you're supposed to like protect and stuff so yeah how old were you when this happened like elementary school maybe like oh. very young but i remember feeling just like that because she was like crying she's in physical pain and there were like grandparents and like aunts and uncles and my mom was like trying to like help her foot and everything and i just like you feel helpless like you cause this thing mm-hmm. and you can't do anything to fix it and it's supposed to be someone you're like protecting and yeah stuff, so yeah i don't know did you ever just... tell your sister like you ever apologize to her for yeah. i think moments? i was probably apologizing profusely what happened yeah. but then and i can talk about this without getting super much because it's like she's fine now yeah, 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 yeah it's yeah. okay but i just in those moments you feel so it's just it's like there's a pain and not being able to help someone that you mm-hmm. love and then also knowing that you cause that pain mm-hmm. and for the first example it was just like losing your temper like that scares me now i think maybe that's why i have like a weird thing with like emotions i guess yeah. i don't know like it i don't like feeling like that i could hurt someone mm-hmm. yeah that makes sense though the, the pain thing yeah the guilt like the guilt is yes, so right, that right, is right, that, right. Is, that, that is, is true that i think guilt is one of the most horrible 
emotions to experience. I yeah. hate experiencing guilt. Yeah. Oh man. Are there any positive questions? Yeah. Or questions? Oh no. Okay, actually, number nineteen. <laughs> okay, this says, if you knew that in one year you would die. <laughs> Suddenly. <laughs> So fun. So <laughs> Would you change anything about the way you are living now? Why? Mm. Well, this relates back to my last answer, though. If I knew I was going to die suddenly in a year, I would use the rest of the money to, like, blow on travel and spending time with family yeah. and friends. Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't work anymore yeah. because I want to enjoy the rest of my life. And that's it. But I can't do that because I need money and have a yeah. job. <laughs> now, that's a good spin to focus on. It's like you don't have to worry about resources. In a year, if you mm-hmm. have enough money right now to like float you for a year, then that like biggest kind of like basic necessity mm-hmm. is taken care of. Yeah, I feel like I would just spend time with friends and family, but I don't know. Yeah. That seems... I think that's for us, like relationships are a big thing in our yeah. lives, as you can probably tell from all of these up to question number 17 now that you love us yeah but it's like that is important to us and when we're at work we don't have that time mm-hmm. so it's really like getting that time to spend with family and friends and yeah. whether that's traveling whether that's expanding your mind in that way that's different from how you're living right now yeah like i would blow all my money on traveling too if it didn't matter yeah yeah but like with friends and family of course if there's any companies out there that want to sponsor <laughs> us <laughs> hit us up all right we're gonna do one more question just to end this episode Alternate sharing something you consider a positive characteristic of your partner. Share a total of five items. I have one for each of you that I admire very much about each of you. This is so like, oh my gosh, I love you. (laughs) (laughs) Mel, you have this confidence in yourself that I think is very difficult for a lot of people to have. And you might not even feel that way, but you do. In a way where it's like you are able to express yourself very unapologetically. And you are able to get vulnerable, too, with a lot of things, which I think is actually very difficult for people. To you, you might be like, uh, yeah, duh, like, who, who can't? But, like, that is a quality that I think it's very difficult for people to actually achieve. Damn. Damn, Ella, I love you. Thank you. You're I welcome. appreciate that. I think it's hard because, like, I think being vulnerable is something I, I enjoy doing. I don't know. But, it, but I guess what you're saying is, like, it feels so innate to me. Like, it's yeah. part of, like, it's like another limb. You know what I mean? It feels like it's part of me. That's why... I, Right, and so sometimes you don't recognize your good qualities until someone points it out to you, right? Like, we can always recognize our negative qualities easily, but then your good qualities, you're just like, uh, yeah, that's just who I am. But it's like, that's very unique and special to you. Thank you. And then for Janet, I feel like one of the things that I really admire is how well you're able to compartmentalize certain feelings and express it in a way that is, like, incredibly easy to just understand and to relate to. Like, that's a difficult thing for me to be... Because when I when I feel, I'm just like... Like, my mind's, like, mumble-jumbled. Yeah. But then I feel like you can do it in a way where it's like, this is exactly what it is without all of these other variables in mind. And this is how to address... Especially going back to, like, you being able to talk to people and being able to, like, sensitize with people, right? Like, you're able to help others because you know how to think clearly and very straight. And I think that's... But for both of you guys, I was like, I wish I had a little bit of that. I wish I had a little bit of that. <laughs> But I'm glad you two have it so I can just relish in it. So I'd say for Mel, yeah, I think we've had a couple of conversations about this, that your vulnerability and your ability to feel emotion is actually a huge, huge strength. It takes a lot of courage to be Mm -hmm. sensitive and open. And I Mm -hmm. think sometimes society tells you that it's a sign of weakness, right? That if you you start feeling something too strong or too immediately, but I think it's an incredible strength. And also because specifically being of like asian culture like we talk about Mm -hmm. in our families emotion Mm -hmm. expressing emotion is not very common i do struggle with like expressing or like feeling okay with Mm -hmm. being more affectionate the fact that it comes so naturally for you is i think really admirable and a huge strength 
Thanks, Janet. <laughs> and then for Helen, I would say, I mean, I think we talk about this a lot in joking, but like, I seriously don't understand how much energy you have. Like the fact that you don't need any sleep. <laughs> like, like when you come Still. to our meetings, I am tired. And sometimes I feel like I burn out within like 10, 15 minutes and you haven't slept in like three days and you're still like what's the next thing what's the next thing and you're still able to like i'm like i'm already asleep (laughs) no for sure because it's not quite militant but it takes a certain amount of like it's like perseverance Mm. yeah it's like it's a combination of strength perseverance and her attitude's really good too. and good attitude yeah yeah and it's not like a fake like yes let's be happy and we can get through this but it's like a measured stable actually for both of you ladies when we're in meetings there's so many times where i feel like i've kind of lost like if i was at the wheel like I'm tired I need a nap Mm -hmm. but always without guarantee one of you will pick it up and I feel like I trust like I know we're gonna be okay Mm -hmm. you know like I know that we'll get everything that needs to be done done you're both really good at like when you need to you're like let's what is it needs to get done and then we can do it one two three and then Mel sometimes you come in you're like okay so what are we getting done today and like (laughs) there's something about that like that feminine strength because it's not a forceful Mm -hmm. aggressive it's more like we got Mm -hmm. you yeah we got your back yeah Mm -hmm. Helen for you like you have a real positivity. Mm-hmm. You both have it too, but you're, it's a different type of optimism. Mine comes from the fact that I think I'm going to die. So. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> now you that know that. really insightful <laughs> yeah. to know because it is at the core being like, an not an optimism is not really the right term, but being a positive person. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. no matter what happens, like you will find a way to like find the happy aspect of something mm-hmm. and to uplift. There's actually a quote from um, Michelle's book, Michelle first name basis Michelle Obama's book (laughs) on becoming that I wrote down because I was like this is so true because I remember I used to like question myself am I just like blindly optimistic Mm -hmm. so the quote is there's a difference between blind optimism and the intentional kind that comes with deep truth Mm, yeah I love that because I used to always wonder like am I just being blindly optimistic but I think I am more actively optimistic or I choose to be yeah you're not really fluffy yeah. Does that make well, sense? Or? It's because I think you see what like truly matters, right? Because mm-hmm. like things that it's like, that's a small thing that seems like it's the world right now, but at the very, very end of the day, at the at the end of your life, like what really matters? Yeah. So it's a focus on the most important things. Yeah. Thanks, Jenny. Yeah. I actually had one more for Mel. I was going to say, I know you're the youngest in our group. I might have already said this to you before for a birthday message or something. <laughs> Maybe there's multiple moments where I've seen the way you interact with your brother mm-hmm. of being, I was like, wow, you are such a good older sister. Yeah. Oh, it's like you cooked him like Thanksgiving meal or something. Oh, yeah. Um, the way that you act as an older sibling, I think is so awesome. Your, your brother is very lucky. So. Yeah. <laughs> it's, oh, that's the thing. Thank you. My brother's just... He's someone like I always just talk on and on about good things about, and I feel like I'm really blessed to have like really good younger sibling to take care of. The nurturing skills, so like cooking, yeah. it comes from my mom. Mm-hmm. Like that's mm-hmm. something very that I learned early on from my family. So thank you for noticing yeah. that. <laughs> Damn, it's really hard for me to pinpoint a lot of things for both you guys. For Janet, like I think one thing that really clearly comes to mind, I think the fact that you are the oldest of us three and I'm the youngest, I do see you as an older sister. Like mm-hmm. I think even there's moments where like I feel like I just blurt out what the fuck is going on in my head and like directly I message Janet sometimes I'm just like I don't know blah, blah, blah. because I think I just don't know how to handle certain things and I just ask you for help and like there's a one moment that I remember distinctly it was I think I messaged both you guys but I think Helen was probably I don't know in the restroom or doing work but then I think Janet responded it was mm-hmm. when I was I was going through a really bad fight with my ex-boyfriend at the time mm-hmm. and it was like he said something really hurtful to me I was in shock I didn't know how to handle it and then I cried Janet and I just cried she was like it's okay cry do what you want like she like made me feel empowered to cry and vent mm-hmm. and I felt very like I think in moments of really like not despair but when I'm really sad or something's going 
going on, you're always there to catch me. Oh. You know what I mean? I think it's because you're really level-headed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In a way you go about things. Like, you're very like, all right, it's okay. It's okay. We're fine. We're going to do this. I could always rely on you. Yeah. That's, I think that's a quality you have. You're really dependable at the end of the day. Like, I know shit's not going to fail because your hands are on it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think it, we see that a lot with ABG. Like, the website, mm-hmm. ship station. Like, since your first hand's on it, me and Helen had this, like, confidence that we're, we're fine. Yeah. Like, it's always sure. that, like, we were always reassured with you. Yeah. And I think I feel that with work and, like, my personal relationship with you. So, yeah, it's for Janet. It smells so sweet. Yeah. <laughs> for Helen, it's, like, it's a difficult thing for me. My number one thing, you encompass so many things that I admire. And I feel like you're someone that, like, a lot of women and myself wish to be you. In, in a weird way. It's, like, a <laughs> one quality that I always looked up to in women or, like, in role models or, like, people in my life. It's, like, I'm not saying you have everything, but you could handle a full plate. You do it with charisma and poise and, like, all these things you handle. I think deep down you really are, like, you're emotionally and, like, you're so beautiful within. Like, I know this sounds so cliche, but, like, I never seen you lose your temper. I mean, no, actually. (laughs) Wait, actually, that one time I cried. No, No, but, like, I I think you're such a good friend. Like, you always have my back. Like, you'll lose your temper to protect us. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, The only time I've seen you get really angry. If someone crosses, like, you're like, don't fucking touch Janet or, like, don't do things like that. But in situations with me, I feel bad because I do think there are moments with an ABG that it gets frustrating. The fact that I show my emotion the most, I get the most moody. But you two have never blown up or any of that stuff. And I think with you, especially Helen, you always are like, no, you're always really good about handling things. And like, I don't know, I think I really admire that about you. To see you handle work when it's so fucking stressful and not break, that says so much about your character. Mm. Being able to see at the end of the day what really matters. Yeah. yeah. When Janet said there's a positivity to you, that's very different. I, I feel it too. Because I think for me, it's like, I think me and you get along so well because we're really playful. And I think you bring out this fun side of me. It's always really fun to be around you. But there's positivity of like, like a mature positivity as well. Mm. Like a grounded positivity. Yeah. yeah. I think I see so many people that want to be your friend. This sounds really weird. I feel jealous in the sense of like, no, she's my friend. Kind of vibe. Because I feel like I feel very protective of my friendships. But I think with you, it's like, I feel very fortunate to be called one of your close friends. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, I'm on Helen's really good friends. Yes, I'm blessed to call you a good friend, but I feel even more blessed that you call me one of your good friends. Dang. Yeah. Wow, these are like Dang. wedding vows. Yeah, these are like <laughs> made of honor speeches, guys. Thanks, Will. I want to like record that and play that to myself before bed every night now. <laughs> Oh, that was actually a really beautiful note to end on, I yeah. think, as a, for this episode, at least. Yeah, so this episode like, brought out a lot more emotion and like deep deepness to our friendship than we expected, because I think we revealed a lot. We cried. I don't know. I think we share more intimate things. And obviously, through this experience, we encourage you guys to do the same with your friends. Yeah. Because I think it's nice to get there and be vulnerable with your girlfriends. Yeah. yeah you don't need to do with 36 questions with a man. No. You do yeah. with your girlfriends. Yeah. Just, you know, lock yourself up in a hotel room when it's beautiful <laughs> yeah. out and just, you know, talk through these questions. <laughs> Thanks, ladies. I feel like these questions work. Right? <laughs> yeah. So there are a couple more questions that we didn't hit. We got to maybe about 20 of these. If you want to hear another part of this, let us know and we can record another one for y'all. I think the last ones are actually, they get deep. They're really deep. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we're a little drained right now. (laughs) So let us know if you do this with your girlfriends. We want to hear about the stories also and let us know if it works for y'all. You can email us at asianbossgirl at gmail.com. That's also our website address and we are on IG and we're all over the different podcasting platforms. 
platform <laughs> platform <laughs> plot it out spotify itunes all over the place leave us a rating and review if you're enjoying what you're hearing we we like the fives fives are great yeah yeah also we're trying out a little something new it's a segment called dear abg Basically, we'd love if you guys would call in and leave us either questions or things you'd want us to give you advice on, um, or even if you just have a shout out. So give us a call, leave us a voicemail. You can reach us at 213-262-8776. That's 213-262-8776. We do also have merch on our website. So if you guys are interested in purchasing a t-shirt for your girlfriends or for yourself, check it out at asianbossworld.com. Is it slash shop? Slash shop. Yeah. So we have a mantra tea. We also are getting requests for speaking engagements. So you guys could also hit us up for that at asianbossgrudgema.com. We'll catch you on the next episode. Bye. Bye.